Hello and welcome to Zerbinator's Horror Nights, the show that brings the air and scare, the right and fright, and the error and terror. I am your host, Zerb, and tonight with me, as usual, is my wonderful co-host, good-looking man. He has a nice goatee like I do, and sometimes when we put it against the mic, it sounds like this. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host, Mike G. What's up, Zerb? How are you, buddy? How are you? We got our goatees growing long for the winter. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. It's been a while, and that's my fault. That's nobody's fault. It's just, you know, it's holidays, you know, wrapping up computer football crash. Series, series, you know, computer crashing, you know. <laughs> Family. Yada, yada, yada. Everything. Well, tonight we're going to discuss a movie called An American Ghost Story. 2012 was the release. Original title was Revenant. And it was written and directed by a nice young man by the name of Stephen Twardokis, or Twardakis. How do you say it? I'd say Twardakis. Twardakis. You say Twardakis, I say Twardokis. You know. No, no, no. <laughs> so please know this. We will spoil the heck out of this movie, so if you wish, watch the movie first on Netflix. You can even watch it on YouTube. I found it. And then come on back. And if you don't care, just stay right there and listen to us destroy the movie for you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. It would be a little unkind to present this without just a word of friendly warning. What music they make. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation. Your mother sits here with his carrot. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. There's no more room in hell. The dead will walk here. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain... Would you like to leave a message? Now is your chance to... Uh, well, we've warned you. So, Mike, I have to ask you everything that we've missed. We actually, we had planned, when we first started the podcast, I spoke to you about the hopes of, of us trying to accomplish a, uh, a, a classic monster movie before Halloween, which I asked forgiveness for, because that would have been great. But it's never too late. January's coming up. <laughs> and, and we can do that then if we want. It's um, kind of like Christmas in July, Halloween in January. What the heck? Yeah, sure, why not? We'll do our <laughs> Halloween special. Um, but how was your Halloween? What did you do? Uh, I really didn't do much. Um, we were going to go do Halloween Horror Nights uh, in Orlando. Mm. But, um, man, I'm not even going to lie, man. That thing is dang expensive. Universal Studios? Yeah, it, it's at Universal. You know, I mean, even though being a Florida resident, it would have been close to $1,000 just for three of us to go. How exciting. No, it, it, it's good. I really wanted to go because this was the 25th anniversary, but at the same time... Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. I mean, they brought back some old stuff, you know, which we never saw before. But, you know, we instead we decided to do some other things. And uh, I can't exactly remember exactly what we did. <laughs> it was, was drinking involved. No, absolutely not. Um <laughs> I really can't remember what we did, but uh, we didn't go to any haunted houses this year. You know, like oh. you know, like yeah, which is odd. Usually we do something, and uh, I know we binge watched a ton of different horror movies um, that that night. Not just the Halloween, you know. Even though I watched, I suffered through the, one of the movies that you like so much is <laughs> which Halloween one? Three: Season of the Witch. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I hate that movie, <laughs> and uh, I can't stand it. And, and the only. Just the, the, six more days till Halloween, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween. Six more days to Halloween with Silver Shamrock. I could choke that damn thing, and I just. And, but my wife had never seen it, <laughs> and and, oh, so, and she didn't quite understand because we were kind of watching the Michael Myers, you know, Halloween one and Halloween two, and then I yeah. was like, oh, please don't show it. And sure enough, part three popped up, <laughs> and she goes, oh, I've never seen this. She goes, so what does Michael Myers do here? And I said, this has nothing to do with Michael Myers. She said, what do you mean? I said, 
they stole the name. Said, <laughs> they gave John. They gave a mention to John Carpenter, but they stole the name. They screwed this movie up. And at the end of it, she looked at me. And she goes, "Why'd you make me watch that?" <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I said, going, "I don't I know, tr- honey." Uh, <laughs> I tried to. I tried to tell you it sucked. And then the return of Michael Myers, and I got all excited again. You know, <laughs> so um, it was cool. It was really cool. Um, now, real quick, what'd you think of Halloween H two O when Jamie Lee Curtis comes back in? You know, Busta Rhymes. <laughs> it was. It was okay. It, yeah. But see, what I did. If now, correct me if I'm wrong. Did I get? I did get my timelines wrong because she dies, but that's the one after H two O, right? Where thought, where where she hangs him from the mental facility institution? Yeah, I think that is H two O. No, because she's already locked up, and he comes for her. As far as I know, she did do more than two, which was the original, and then H two O. So I think she died in in H two O. No, no, no. She did the one where she chopped, where she thought she chopped his head off. And it was actually a paramedic driver, remember, where he was pinned between the ambulance and the log? That's H2O. Okay. That is H2O. So then the one afterwards is when she dies. Okay. So I liked H2O. I thought it was a good... But the weird thing is the son still lived, but they never chased after him in any of the other Halloween movies. Don't have the nerve to be surprised with the continuity of Halloween movies. What do you mean? (laughs) They're not going to stick to anything correct with that. They have. In the past, really? think about it. Well, you, you had Jamie Lee Curtis, okay? Yeah. So, and she escapes. So he comes after her again in part two. Right. All right. Oh, that's right. She did do more than two yes. movies. Three of them. Okay. Then, unfortunately, part three is Season of the Witch. You go to Return of Michael Myers, and it's chasing after an adopted sister's daughter, Jamie. Right, the little girl. The little girl who then grows up and has a baby of her own, and Michael Myers comes after her. That's when you start discovering that's the curse of Michael Myers. Got where it. They start discovering that someone's been helping him and it's a cult or whatever. Okay, but then it refocuses back on. They never. He never kills the baby. He kills Jamie, but he never kills the baby. Then they focus back on H two O, which brings in Jamie Lee Curtis and her son. Right. He never. He, he doesn't kill Jamie Her Lee son, Curtis. Buster or Rhymes. No, 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 no. Uh, Josh Harnett is the yeah. son. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, smartass. And uh, <laughs> and then after that, what happened? That's when. That's when she's in the psychiatric institute, and he kills her in the beginning of the movie, and goes after. And that's Jamie another- Lee Curtis playing that role. Yes, where he stabs Holy her and she crap, kisses him. One. She lifts up the mask and kisses him and says, I love you, Michael. And then she falls to the ground. I think I remember that. but I, That's I, the one with I the guy walking around and he has all the mask and he's walking around with the clown mask and he says, John Wayne Gacy killed oh, X amount yeah, of people yeah, yeah. on this. And he goes, Michael Myers, born in I'm 1965, sorry. you know, institutionalized, boom, boom, boom. But they never chase back after Jamie Lee Curtis's son. So I think that's still left open if they want to ever explore that and really not do the remakes of like the Rom Zombie. But then you had the Busta Rhymes one, which was what, Resurrection or whatever it was. Yes, you're right. And then that was Michael, you know, them, but that had nothing to do with the family curse. That was just them being in his house. Yeah. Which one is the episode where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis puts on a mask and a bunch of bugs come out of her face? That's not Jamie Lee Curtis. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. And it's uh, George C. Scott is dressed like the. uh, Never mind. The owner of the company. Scott's not in that movie. I know. Never mind. Hey, how was your Thanksgiving? (laughs) (laughs) How was your Halloween? Did you do anything fun or interesting? Yes, Shelley and I left the house. Uh, Our we have new neighbors upstairs, so the neighbors put out candy for us. Thank you. Of which we we kind of helped ourselves too. Oh, and that uh, was good. Thank you, neighbors. We came back, and the the uh, bowl was still full because our lights were out. Nobody ever came, so we made the bowl less full. But, nice. So basically, we still have boxes and boxes of nerds. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Shelley and I went to this Halloween haunt. Uh, it's called the Haunt on Eden Street in Southington, Connecticut. And mm-hmm. you go through, and it was like stuff we used to do, except times 20. These guys 
they, they did a good job. You go in the front yard, there's this mechanical doll sitting in a tree in a rocking chair, or a swing rocking back and forth, and she's singing when you walk by, and her eyes light up, and she's going, la, 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 la. It was so freaky. freaked us out. And, oh, the uh, anime, Animeville Horror theme. Oh, it was great. It sounded a little bit like it. Um, yeah. and, and just the costumes and the makeup was wonderful. You go in through the haunted house. To get into the haunted house, you have to donate dog or cat food. So we brought a big bag of dog food, gave That's it to cool. him. Went through the house once, came around to the beginning again. And uh, then we went around again. But this time they switched the walls on the inside. They turned the walls and new stuff all over the walls. New actors. That's awesome. It was amazing. Then you come to the end of it, and and the guy chases you out with the chainsaw. You know, typical of that. But yeah. it was a great haunt. It was really cool. We had a good time, and we drove around a little bit and looked at all the trick-or-treaters, and it was wonderful. It was really neat. And if yeah, we you, didn't have a single trick-or-treater. We don't have a lot of kids, young kids in our neighborhood. Really? So, Well, and you got to understand, I live in the country. So, I mean, even yeah. though there's a lot of houses close by, we're on a dirt road. You know, the, most of the young kids, I, I don't know, they just... You know, they don't come they by. Just didn't come down through this way, right. so eh, it's all right. Did it, you buy candy? No, because <laughs> we knew from no the l- last two Halloweens, there's no point. You know, uh, that the first year we bought candy, and I think we ate it all. I don't think we had one trick or treater. So yeah, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not even doing Christmas lights this year because nobody comes by and looks at them. I, you know, every year I put up thirty thousand Christmas lights. That are computerized, synced, and yeah. everything like that. Not this year. I'm not doing it. Nobody will see it. I mean, in Vir- when I lived in Virginia, I mean, we'd have 200 cars over the, from the time because I start putting it up the weekend of Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving, yeah. and took three to four days. And as soon as they started lighting up, I mean, we'd have you know 10 or 15 cars a night, sometimes more. People walking through the neighborhoods. I got one car stopped in the last two years. I said, "That's it. I'm not doing it." I threw. I donated most of the lights. So <gasps> should have called yep. me. Um, Dude, it's a lot. It was a lot of lights. How was your Thanksgiving? Quiet, really. Um, which is okay. Yeah, we didn't have a big shindig. Oh, me, Debbie, and Mike went fishing. Um, I saw the pictures, which was which was great. There was nobody on the water, so we had the water all to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, we fished for three, four hours. Caught a, caught some fish. We by eleven thirty, we were done. Came home, and we didn't even have to. We didn't get by a big turkey since it was just the three of us. So. We did a turkey breast, mashed potatoes and stuffing, mm. and watched some football and ate and just had a good time. You know, just a nice, quiet family Thanksgiving. Wished uh, our older son Tyler would have been here. You know, we with him being you know stationed in in the Navy, um, yeah, and everything. It would have been nice f- for him to be home for Thanksgiving. But you know, he's got he's off fighting, protecting the country. Thank you so. very much, sir. Definitely. How about your Thanksgiving? How um, was yours? Mike. Uh, Tyler came by, and uh, no, I'm kidding. We we had, <laughs> we had you bleeping bleeping bleeper. <laughs> we went to uh, my son-in-law's parents' house, and we had turkey, and uh, it was it was really good. Did you gobble till you wobbled? I sure did. <laughs> I think I wobbled before I gobbled. I spoke about it on another show. I don't want to do it again, but it was uh, it was really different. Everybody talks about the eating, but it's the memories that you make oh, with yeah. the family that matter more than Got anything. to tell stories with my grandkid. We did, and I asked her, I said, you want a Christmas story or a Halloween story? Every time, Halloween story. I said, okay. So we talked about something else and something else. Made up this stuff about ghosts going door-to-door trick-or-treating and stuff. We had a good time with that. That's cool. And now, tonight's feature. <laughs> let's, go, let's talk about pertaining to this movie. Yep. We babbered long <laughs> enough. So what was your first reaction to seeing this movie? Interesting. Yeah. I loved the movie, but its cheap production kind of set me off, but actually impressed me at the same time. It was really weird until I really started, you know, because I accidentally chose this movie on a whim one night because I couldn't find anything to watch. And I said, well, let me see what this thing is. And then after I watched it, I mean, I was intrigued through it. And I was like, okay, you know, the filming's a little shoddy. You know, the acting's shoddier. <laughs> but <laughs> the, but then the more it started it had, developing, I was like, you know what? I'd like to talk about this yeah. movie. 
And then, of course, by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, i got to tell Kevin about this movie because we're going to do this on the podcast. And, uh, and then, you know, and when I explained it to you, you were kind of really hesitant. And I was like, just give it a chance, man. Just watch it. Just, just watch it. And then after you were like, dude, I love the yeah. movie. And I was like, okay, cool. It was a good you, have to, you have to get past that. All right, take a plate of your favorite meal, but someone threw Brussels sprouts on the plate. You got to eat the Brussels right. sprouts first. Once you get through the yeah. first quarter of the movie, one-fourth of the film, you're fine. You get past that, yeah. that uh, high school acting in the beginning where you're starting to know the character a little bit. And, uh, and there are some, some – they're bad actors, but they're still good enough that it keeps you interested. There are some people that show up and you're like, hey, not too bad. I think what I really – what's kind of cool because obviously this is kind of like a – it's not a found footage right. film, but it's shot like a found yeah. footage film. It would be something that if you and I were trying to shoot a movie – it would be some. That would be the type of movie right. we would we shoot. We have no it acting would be history. Us being real, be, yeah, it'd be realistic, not forced acting right. like Paranormal Activity or something. You know where the, there's really major scripts and a lot of forethought. These were just actors, just kind of being normal. I think that's the best way I can, I guess, characterize it. Almost like college students trying to get a good grade on their film, yeah, class. Yeah. You know, yeah, like this was their thesis film for production right. school. Well, tonight's feature, again, is an American ghost story, uh, Revenant, if you want to look for it. It's under that name as well in some places. Uh, it was released October 1st, 2012. It was directed by Derek Cole, written by Stephen Tordokis, or Tordakis, uh, or Torducan, depends on what you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, it stars Stephen Torducan as Paul uh, Lisa Cope. You said Torducan. <laughs> I sure did. As Stella. And John Gale as Skip, and a bunch of other people who um, really didn't do anything after this yet. There was four characters in the whole movie. Well, uh, no, five characters. But there's five there's characters. a there's a cast listing of of a bunch of people, but they they weren't mentioned double. Yeah, know. I mean, because well, you had Paul, the main character. Now was Stella the girlfriend? I think Stella was the girlfriend. All right, then you had the lady that he had to go to visit. I'm oh, surprised yeah. she, she was a terrible actress, but she was in there. Yeah, she, she was in there for a good what twenty five minutes twice. She would be the Jim Carrey of the movie, the overactor. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, truly. And then you had the previous owner, which was Skip, and then you had the best friend. That the only time I ever really heard him address him, he was calling him an a hole. That's right. <laughs> so maybe that's what his title name was, a hole, and they just it didn't list been. it. <laughs> but the best friend. But five characters, really. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's what so. you get for, for uh, such a small budget. Now for a quick movie plot summary. <laughs> right. All right. So let me get, drop this uh, movie plot summary on y'all. Um, this is when an employed writer decides to rent and live in a house that's rumored to be haunted. He puts his life and his relationships in grave danger as he obsessively attempts to get the ghost story that will finally make his career. He's a writer and he wants to write the best ghost story he, he could ever write. And in doing so, he has to live it first. And that's what he's going through. Yeah, because he's never finished anything ever in his life. And he's determined, no matter at what cost, to finish the story. That's right. That's yep. like me when I'm making a sandwich. It's always half done. The happenings going on in this film. Um, you got your usual, like, guy goes in the kitchen, leaves the kitchen, come back, and all of a sudden there's that Jenga chair set up. <laughs> but that didn't happen to him. That happened to the girlfriend. Oh. Well, still, what the hell? Because it, stuff started happening to her first, and he was like... Getting upset, like, why is this happening to you and I'm not seeing any of it, remember? Right, 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 right. And then she finally said, man, I don't want to be here no more. And he was like, just stay one more night. And then when he woke up, she was gone. Now, is that a normal ghostly occurrence? They always play Jenga with the chairs? Stack chairs? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was playing with, what, the ki kitchen cabinet doors. I mean, I guess ghosts, I guess. Like appliances. Just, I, like yeah, appliances, they, they, you know. They have to go through the uh, the upholstery and everything else. Um as time grows on in the film, it starts getting unpredictable. The first couple of events yes. are very predictable. What you think would happen would happen. But then it starts taking a turn, and the writer got creative. Steve Turduncan started getting really creative. 
and took off on making some really incredible things happen that made me jump. I got to admit, I've jumped in movies before. This movie made me jump <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> there, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I got that's, that's a concur. <laughs> if I ever heard one, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, well, I was trying to say if I wanted to go into this because really we're kind of ahead of ourselves. But the original title for this was Revenant, meaning a person who has returned, especially supposedly. How's that? Especially supposedly from the dead. That's like an oxymoron. Especially supposedly. Hey, that's sp- Google's definition. Uh, Google is crazy because Google it be is especially a highly from paid the dead or supposedly advisor. from the dead. How is it? Especially supposed. They make more money than me. I copy and paste. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Who's writing this stuff? <laughs> Google. <laughs> Google did it. <laughs> we got to get a better writing production assistant. <laughs> So basically, uh, if if someone is dead, Revenant would be that person. Would that be like in uh, The Sixth Sense? That's Bruce Willis. I think we call them ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just do that. Isn't that what, we call, isn't that what a ghost is? <laughs> ghosts are Revenant. The, ghosts are Revenant. It doesn't say that. That's not what if Google you're alive, says. If you're alive, are you irrevenant? I don't know. Uh, or is that irrelevant? I, I'm not. <laughs> An irrelevant, irreverent. irrelevant. When you're alive, you're irrelevant. It only means something when you're revenant, when you're dead. So, um, Okay, now you can go on. It just, uh, yeah, whatever. But uh, <laughs> Sorry, I snorted. Um, the haunted house seen in the film is actually the director, Derek Coe's actual house, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, that'll tell you how low budget this <laughs> house is. Because he knows how to save a dime. Yeah, literally, because the budget for this movie, you ready for this, was a whopping $10,000. That's, that's, that's still an more than film. we spent on our film. Yeah. Evil yeah. Dead. Yeah. Um, Were you ever in Evil Dead? I think I might have made a cameo or something. I can't remember. Oh, Evil Man. Evil Sorry, Man. guys. Evil Man. Not yeah. Evil Dead. No, Evil um, Dead was a real movie. I might have made a cameo in Evil Dead, too. I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's This is the true meaning of an indie film. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a whopping 21%. And let me tell you, I sometimes take issue with Rotten Tomatoes due to the fact that... They taste like every, crap. I'm yeah, sorry, it tastes like crap, number one, but <laughs> very good. Is that... It's such a large conglomerate worldwide of of a rating of a movie that not everybody's taste is the same. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, if I had to grade this movie on uh, one to ten, honestly, I'd put this at a strong seven point five. Really? Me, for my taste? Really? Wow. And the reason and you, the the reason being is the creativity of the movie. Yeah. The simplicity. Very simplistic movie, but mm-hmm. very creative, too. This movie is so small that we were not able to discover how much movie, how much money the mo- uh, movie has grossed. Yeah. So, but it does have a licensing through Netflix, so they've probably made a pretty good little flick. Or, you know, a good little chip of ch- chunk of change. Chip, <laughs> chip a chunk of change. It's uh, a, a new cookie by Keebler. Um, but the... <laughs> The movie came out in February on on DVD. I don't know if it came out on Blu-ray or not, but I would think from sales. And I see it in the bins at Walmart. Um, in the the dollar bin, well, in the five dollar <laughs> bin for DVDs or the three ninety nine things, and people right. pick it up. And I've seen people pick it up and walk away with it. So, and I know Look, that, it's a modern day B movie. Yeah, I'm we're not, I'm not gonna hide from that or, or try to. I'm not, as they say, I'm not going to try to polish a turd, but it's not a, t- <laughs> it's <laughs> not a turd. It's not a turd. Um, it's not the greatest movie. Obviously, it didn't have a big budget, but you, again, what this guy did was fantastic. Yeah. You won't be bored with this. That's the one thing. You might be in the beginning. Get past the, the, the first half sprout. hour. The the setup is really the, the build is really bad. Yeah. It, it really is. But from that point on, you're not going to be bored, and especially if this is a holiday season like Halloween, or uh, you're 
you're going to have hot dog and chips night or something like that. This right. is a perfect movie for that. This is a perfect movie for everybody to get together and make fun of up until that one quarter has gone. And then I guarantee everybody's going to shut up and watch the rest of it. Look, guys, if you guys have, you know, have that significant other or ladies have that significant other that's not really big on horror movies. This is actually the perfect movie to watch with them yeah. because it's not going to give them nightmares. But it's going to make them, there's certain parts, portions in the film that's going to make them jump just enough to go, ooh, that really scared me a little bit, but not make them freak out where they go running out of the room or I hate you and that's the end of your relationship. This is that type of movie. I can appreciate that because you don't get many of those because everybody tries so hard just to scare the pants off of somebody that they miss the mark by a mile. Yeah, and this is done, done very well. If you want to polish the turd in your life, that matters to you this is the way to do it this this is the way to buff that turd to a nice shine and uh, i'm sure you'll enjoy it so this film this this is what i liked about the film okay you got this guy who is never complete he's a loser i'm I'm gonna put it he's never completed anything in his life and he's got this girlfriend that's been seems to be very supportive to him and he's talked and talked her into renting this house with him for the first time they're living together trying to become a serious couple um that supposedly the house has got is haunted right uh or had some suspicious activity so you know, so that's the leading up basically to the to the film, and the 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 girlfriend starts having some experiences: chairs stacking on top of each other, cabinets opening, lights flickering. The normal, you go, oh yeah, okay, I see the film quality. This is going to be one of those films. Mm, the usual go tos. Well, she gets a visit oh. from a spirit, and it freaks her out to the point where she says, "I'm out of here. I'm leaving." The boyfriend. Uh, Paul says, uh, please stay one more. Just give me 24 hours. See how things go. Mm-hmm. She finally agrees with a bunch of begging and pleading. And when he wakes up, she's already gone. He called her, calls her, and she says, look, you either leave the house so we can be together or I'm done. And he chooses the house over the relationship. Mm-hmm. So he gets a little bit back information, and this is the part, remember, where he goes to visit the previous tenant. Yes. The crazy lady. Yeah, the kooky duke. Yeah, and so, and he's like, please, I lived in the house that you were in before. Let me, you know, give me some information. What ex- Did you have any experiences? And she's like, you'll just make fun of me. And he's like, but I, he goes, no, because I believe you because I am starting to have some experiences. And if you notice, she is a wreck. She hasn't slept since she lived in that house. She's uh, smoking continually, if I remember correctly. And she's and coffee drinking, she's coffee drinking like nuts. Um, and and she didn't want to have anything to do with him at first. She she said, you know, she opened the door and she's like, what do you want? And he's like, I got an bed and I live in the house with the Jenga chairs and the polished turd. And what do I do? And then she slams the door in his face. That's what, did my ex-husband send right. you? Remember that that was one. And then slams the slams door. Slams the door. So finally she sits and talks with him. In fact, I think she invited him back. Didn't she call him? She finally called right. him. Yes. He left a business card and she finally called him and he came back and she explained the story mm-hmm. of what happened to her, how... Things started happening at first. Nobody believed her to the point where it drove her crazy. She lost the husband and had her basically committed. Yeah. She lost her children. They're divorced. And as he's starting to realize that, oh, she's a little off kilter, as he goes to leave, she <laughs> flops to the floor and grabs his ankles going, if you don't get out of that house, you're going mm-hmm. to die. And that's when the really good acting <laughs> starts up again. Actually, it does. That's when the movie really turns. <laughs> so, and he goes back and he talked to the guy that actually owns the property, or his parents own the property, and he was renting it, who lives behind him. And his, that was Skip. And when he's asking Skip, you know, Skip's like, Where's my rent money? He's like, Oh, here, come on inside. You could tell Skip didn't want to walk in yeah, the house. I hate that name, Skip. I know. Skip, <laughs> my darling. <laughs> But uh, that's every time I hear someone named Skip, that's what I think. Good thing of. his name's not and, Frolic. Uh, 
All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so that's when he said, hey, look, you know, Skip, do you remember anything happening to this house? Did your parents say anything, you know, about this? And Skip has that look like I know plenty of stuff, but I'm not saying a word. No, the house is perfectly fine. You know, why? Are you having experiences? Oh, you know, no, no, I don't. (laughs) And so and that's when Paul decides to try the worst thing to anger a ghost. And that's by intimidation. (laughs) If you're here, show me something. Make make my nose. Right. You know, the usual. I know you're fake, you know, this, that, mm. or the other. That's when the movie really gets good. And it's really the last 25, 30 minutes of the movie. That's right. And and it seems that most ghosts will harbor some kind of grudge when you piss them off. They, they get very, you know, first of all, they're upset because they're not living anymore. So they can't enjoy the things that we enjoy. So, of course, you mocking them doesn't help. They're already in a bad mood. They're not, you know... They got to watch what you watch on TV. They can't. All right, go ahead. (laughs) So, but on some of the backstories that he found out that it was a husband and a wife and a kid and the husband killed the wife and the child and then killed himself in that house. So the next thing you know, the guy, Paul falls asleep and all of a sudden you start seeing the bed sheets next to him raised with like a body silhouette, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really really cool because you kind of see the. Yeah, because you kind of see the sheet pull away, and you actually see the body sliding in and everything. And he kind of opens his eyes, and he like rolls over there, and he sees it. And he go- just as he goes to touch the shoulder, it twitches, yeah. you know. And I thought that was a great that touch, and the music and you know? the sound effects that go with it. That I jumped on that. Were, yeah, that was a good jump moment. And so then he jumps out of bed, and the silhouette's still there, and he rips the sheets off, and then there's nothing yeah. there, and. Then the next thing you know, the sheets on the floor and the little child right. steps up. Remember, right. and and you go, holy smokes, <laughs> man, what is this? You know, and then he's, you know, and they're not really doing anything. He kind of flips out. He starts yelling out, looking for the man. He's like, I know you're here. What's your problem? He starts going ballistic and he takes the sheet and starts flailing it around. And there's nothing. You know, he's f- flipping it like a bullfighter's yes. cape. <laughs> And then all of a sudden it drapes over the silhouette and you can tell it's the man. And I'm going, oh, my God, he's going to get his butt. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. You know, because <laughs> you kind of expect that the silhouette's finally going to show up. But then it's like after he does it five or six times, you're like, well, I guess nothing. <laughs> oh, my God, there it is. You know, and then all of a sudden the dude, Paul, freaks out and he falls into the hallway and he starts running because he's like petrified because this dude, this cheat is yes. now chasing him. And all of a sudden, it grabs him by his ankle and drags him back and takes the flashlight and runs it into the master bathroom. And all you see is under the door, the light spinning and turning on and off. And he's going, what in the heck is this? <laughs> Another cool effect, I th- by the way. yeah, Very, very effect, very basic. Mm-hmm. And basically what happens is the dude gets so freaked out, the ghost keeps attacking him. And the next thing you know, it cuts scene, and the next scene, he's moved out of the house, and he's unpacking boxes. Somehow, someway, a sheet got into the box, the same sheet, and as he turns his back, you see the silhouette stand up out of the box. I thought that was a great ending to the film. It was a perfect ending, because most of the time, you don't get those from other other, uh, scary flicks or, you know... uh, I call them boo flicks because they want to make you go boo and make you jump. Um, well, it, was, it was a neat effect done properly. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking it was something with a reverse, like the sheet was over a guy. And then they pull the, the sheet off of him, and then they just play that backwards. It's kind of like when we used to record music and we wanted to do something different. We'd do a guitar solo, right. record it backwards, flip the tape when we put it in the f- yeah. right direction, and everybody's like, man, that's a really cool effect. What did you do? Well, we took a lesson from C.C. DeVille and played our solos backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's what we did. You know? This movie did not lend to much in the way of computer effects at all. I don't think there was hardly any at all. I mean, it was a really basic film as far as production wise it is a 1080 film which is good it's hd but the thing is is i think that the budget that they used must have been used on those cameras 
lighting and things like that. Because I don't even think there was do much, much lighting because there's certain angles and you're looking like, man, you know, you, you can't see yeah. definitions of certain size of the faces. Like yeah. the lamp, the room, the table lamp isn't <laughs> is all they had. You know, or right. there's some guy with a big thing of tinfoil going, is it reflecting right? <laughs> <laughs> you but pan that's to the left, you'll this, see a man with wires. That's what makes this movie so unique, though. It was so cheaply done, but it was so creative towards the end right. that I don't care that it's a cheaply done movie. Right, and, exactly. And that's what really what made it worthwhile watching. And in, that's why I give it the 7.5. It's not because the storyline's the best. It's because of the creativity, the sheer... Chutzpah of yeah, the film. Yeah, that's it. The chutzpah. <laughs> And thank you, because I was in a brain... I was stuck again. (laughs) And uh, I really liked it. And, you know, this was... It was a good watch. It was a good watch. Yeah. Well, I agree with you 100%. And now for the things that had followed the original. Um, I have a question for you, which I don't know if I should ask. Go for it. Will or should there even be a sequel? They definitely left it open to where they could make a sequel. Because yeah, the didn't ghost die. because the ghost obviously followed Paul. Yeah. Now I think will they make a sequel basis is gonna be based on how much money they made off the first. Honestly. Exactly. I think it's gonna be that type of Now they made three hundred dollars. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> so well, if you figure, you know, I don't know what a licensing costs through Netflix. They might have had to pay Netflix to put it on exactly. there. I don't know. Maybe but it's a donation. You never no. know. Yeah, but if they made uh, a sequel, I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd, I would too. I I'd would check it out. I'd, I'd be interested to see if they got a little bit bigger budget. I actually would hope that they wouldn't get a bigger budget. They keep it kind of the same filming format because I think that would be really great. Yeah, and I think what it would do is probably pick up, and th- all they could do now is define who the ghost is and that, and why it's there and what it wants. Well, he knows who the ghost is because he did the research to find out who the husband and the wife and the child were. That's what I said. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but then why maybe they he could followed show him. it instead of making it just a ghost outline in a, in a sheet. Well, why the ghost? Now, here's the interesting thing. He just wants what, a friend. What if... Okay. Now, this would be an interesting plot. All right, now, we're gonna re- we're gonna we're gonna film the part two to this movie, Kevin. Here it okay. is, right here. Okay. What if that wasn't a ghost from the house that he was in, but a ghost from the new place that he just lived in, and the sheet was the catalyst to the, the ghost to show itself? Tell me that wouldn't be a good subplot. Only if the sheet was like a um, Hello Kitty sheet. <laughs> Or something like that. No, I think that they found what a butterscotch sheet. I think that's what color it was. Probably white, but because of the filming, it looked butterscotch. And then later in the future, when they have like an American Ghost Story seven, they'll be like, "This sheet has been used in every movie. We're selling it on eBay for ten thousand dollars, and we get our money back from part one." Yeah, but but you think about it, though, could that have been? Because why why would the ghost follow him from some place that has already haunted a family pr- prior to him? Well, now the new thing out is that ghosts attach themselves to people, not places. And that's and poltergeist. Most of the har- well, that's what I'm saying. Most of the the horror movies lately have that storyline where no yeah. matter where you go, and originally from poltergeist, is going to attach itself to you instead of where you live. Right. So, but it didn't follow bad. that woman before, so that wouldn't fall well, true. She with had that. a terrible smoking habit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but she kept saying she felt that that ghost was trying to kill her too. Well, she was annoying. I, I, she couldn't act. Um, yeah, she, she was bad. She was pretty bad, and she drank all the coffee. Um, yeah. I don't know. She, I, she, I would think that it would be a good place to start, is find out why that thing followed him, followed him there. Yeah. Maybe a better battle scene, like a, up the ante on him making it alive. I want to go back to one part of the movie, too, that I Please. thought was the classic. Kick it. Is that right he flips out... He flips out and falls through the door under the sheet, and, he, and you look, and he looks up, and all you see is the empty sheet. Yeah, that's right. That was I was like, that was a cool oh idea. Th- that was a very cool idea. And it took me back. If I if I can uh, segue a second, when I was a kid, um, I, I'm, I was still crawling. I couldn't even walk, but I have a vivid memory of 
crawling under uh, one of my mom's friend's dresses and looking up. Oh boy. <laughs> I was just a kid. And for some reason, that brought back that flashback memory from when I was a kid. Looking you want to know what shit. I thought about? The movie Drop Dead Fred, when he <laughs> yeah. slides under the mom, he goes, look, cobwebs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was expecting to see cobwebs. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> but still, that was a great idea, because that's something you don't think about. What's under the sheet? Nothing. Look, I'm going to sum this up the best that I can with my thought, and whether it's agreed upon or disagreed upon, what I really, truly enjoyed this movie for was that when we're kids and we hear ghost stories, we always think of the ghost with the sheet. Yeah. Like the old cartoons. The ghost, you know, always, the Bugs Bunny, they always had a sheet and woo, you know, and everything like that. This actually... Put it into it, it incorporated it. Right. It fills and that uh, made that made a childhood creepy. ghost story into a low budget movie. Yeah. And but that's what I really when I when I looked at that correlation, I was like, what a fantastic idea because you know what? Nobody else has done that except in the original Halloween movie when Michael Myers has the sheet over him. But he's not a ghost no. in that. Obviously. This was a true ghost with a sheet. Which was kind of cool. I agree. I agree. It fills that void. It's it's almost uh, it's almost Charles Schultzish with right. Charlie Brown dressed up in his ghost outfit. Right. With That's Snoopy what I kept under of. yeah under the sheet. Yep. Yeah. It was a great movie. So I, we both highly suggest you watch it. I'm famous Please for saying do. highly suggesting. Oh, it's time to go. Time for final comments. <laughs> Yeah, I want to ask folks, our listeners, though. I do want to ask our listeners. This is something that I've noticed that hasn't been happening, at least on my end, when I'm reposting this on Facebook, is we haven't gotten any feedback whether you agree with our picks or our synopsis of the movie or our review of the movie. So I'm going to challenge... Any listener, the first listener that responds with an honest-to-goodness, legitimate response to our post, I'll send them a free gift. I'm not going to tell them what it is, but it'll be something nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, it'll be a movie. And then on our next podcast, we'll announce that winner, though we've already had the movie by then, but... I think that's something I'd like to add to the show. Thank you. And I'm going to, we didn't talk about this, but we want to hear your feedback. Yeah, we get the likes. We see how many views. You know, we're hoping you guys are sharing the heck out of it. We hope you guys are enjoying yeah, the podcast. Definitely. Say something nice about the podcast, whether you, you know, give us, if you think we're too fun, you know, not funny enough, too funny, not serious enough, whatever, uh, that's fine too. But we'd like to know if you, if, if our listeners are actually going out and watching some of these movies. And get and get their general, and we're going to be able to tell whether it's a legit response or just someone going, "Hey, <laughs> you know," or "Yeah, I liked it." <laughs> give it, give us, give us some substance, and I'll contact you, or or I'll, if it's one of your friends, Kevin, we'll I'll have you contact him, get an address, and uh, I'll send him a nice DVD. But I'm just not and Mike, tell him Mike also has boats, cars, and hey, 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 no, 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 it ain't like that. Oh. DVDs just fine. Fishing poles. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice of you. Yeah, I just I just want to see. I mean, I, I think it would be good. And uh, I will, you know what I'll do? I'll even I'll even I'll even sign it. Oh, you get the Zerbs autograph. You'll get my autograph on that DVD. If it's something that uh Mike can't ship to me first, he'll he'll forge my signature. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, though, very much. No, I, think I think that's that'd awesome. be cool. I think that, I yeah. think that you know, I'd like to see. I, I want to challenge the listeners a little bit. That'd be sweet. I appreciate that very that's much. That's not sweet. I just want to see if we get the people to respond to us. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there with a dusty DVD in your hand. No, it'll be a brand new DVD. <laughs> it, might be, it might be a classic. I'm not saying like 1950s classic, but it might be. It's going to be something that necessarily something that you and I might not have seen together, but I'll let you know. I'll 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 come, you know, have say you hey, this is the yet? movie. Uh yeah, let me you know, let me let me see. There's there's some good ones out there that we can't always see on Amazon cuz Amazon are not Amazon, but Netflix cuz they don't carry them. Well, well, I'll let you know. So. Cool. If you're okay right. with that. 
No, I'm very okay with it. No, now you get that, to pick I appreciate the next what film you're doing too, very forget. much. So, what's our next film that we're going to discuss, Kevin? We're going to discuss this movie right here. <laughs> this if, one. Hold on, let me tell. By the sound and the shaking, Dead Silence. That's true. Dead Silence. It's uh, Dead Silence. This, this is a movie that the tagline for this movie is, You scream, you die. Isn't that, isn't that great? Uh, Dead Silence is a movie that was directed by James Wan. I'm on a James Wan kick because I'm excited about the next Conjuring movie. Isn't he also directing the new Fast and Furious up in New York? Yes, he did. Or he is. No, they, they're filming a new one right now. I thought he did seven. Yeah, but I think he's filming part eight right now. Oh, in, good. In New well, York. I wish he would hurry up and do the uh, the Conjuring. I, I want to see that. They're just waiting for a release date because you know they're not going to release it during Star Wars. So yeah, that'd be a waste of time. Nobody's going to make any money. <laughs> That's going to be a waste <laughs> that of time. weekend. I was thinking a great horror film we could watch was uh, Steel Magnolias. You know what? That movie makes me laugh. Oh, that's Olympia terrible. Dukakis. She died of cancer. No, it, it, it wasn't cancer. It was renal failure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's you got me laughing. That, that's not the part that makes me laugh. The part between Shirley MacLaine and Olympia Dukakis. Yeah. And then when the little boy smacks her and she goes, that's it, beat her, smack her, Jack, smack her. <laughs> she did good in that. She did. That was, that was just like, there's... I mean, it's a girl flick. Okay, I get it. But, you know. It's fun to watch. It is fun to watch. You have, we won't leave I this mean, in. I, no, you, we won't leave this in. Because people like, think what? that's what they're going to win. <laughs> that's what you Here's do. your horror movie. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I can hear now, Mike, you SOP. Yeah, exactly. I'm never listening to this show ever again. You guys suck. Con- contact me at zerbinator.tron at zerbinatorland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, our next, so. our next film will be Dead Silence. Cool. And, and that'll be a fun one to do. Again, we'll be discussing James Wan. So, and he is my, now my favorite horror director next to Sam Raimi. Ashton, the Evil Dead series that just came out. I can't wait for that to Have you been watching any of it? I can. It's on Stars Network. You can only see the first one on Roku on the Stars channel, and the rest of them are, you have to pay. I wonder if I can see it on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you can get it on there or not. I don't know. Sometimes you get those streaming shows. They don't have it on Netflix. I know that. No, they won't have it on there. Um, So what I plan to do, of course, is buy the Blu-ray when it comes out. No, I'm definitely because I don't have stars either. I, we don't have any of the movie channels. Yeah, um, they they just so expensive, man. It is so expensive. expensive, but they have such free reign. Sam Raimi had free reign to do whatever he wanted on stars. Right. HBO wouldn't allow that. Uh, Showtime wouldn't allow it when they sold it to them. Stars was the only one that said, "Yeah, do what you want." You know, it was it was funny because this past weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, they had a free preview of HBO. Stars and Cinemax. Oh man! And I scoured and scoured and scoured and scoured, and they had no replays of it. Of I was course. so bummed. I was like, you. "Well, that's because they called them up and said, listen, we're doing our free replays. We can make sure you take all that stuff off.'" Yeah, but I saw Jupiter Ascending with uh, Mila Jo, not Mila Jovovich, the chick from that '70s show that's married to Ashton Kutcher. Oh, Mila, Mila Kunis. Yeah, she was in it. That was an interesting movie. Um, I saw a couple others that I'd never seen before. That were pretty good, and I was like, "Wow, you guys are actually showing some decent movies on free, you know, That's free pretty stuff." Cool. But because um, I'm running out of horror movies, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I really hope some am. good ones I come really out am. soon. That's it. Well, we got Krampus coming out. That oh, Krampus! Michael Doherty, the guy who did uh, uh, Trick or Treat R with the R in the middle. Is that the one with the boy with the pumpkin head? Yep, that Sam Trick or Treat. Yep. Yeah, because the other trick or treats the one with Ozzy Osbourne with the rock and roll right. movie with Skippy, which was great. <laughs> yeah, with Skip. that was great though. Gene Simmons was in it, Ozzy Osbourne, and you had all the uh, musical tracks done by Fast, the band Fastway. That's which was, right, and an incredible band. I have that album actually, literally on vinyl. Sam Kerr, <laughs> Sam Kerr. So that was that was an interesting vert. You know, it was kind of like we'll have to hit the Halloween that one. three season of the witch. Well, it was better. It was better. Huh? Although I do like Halloween think, three, but I I think if I had to choose between that and trick or treat, I'd probably pick pick trick or treat. 
I just don't understand why the guy was trying to annihilate all the kids. He was a demon. No, he wasn't a demon. At the end, he was supposed to be they the were, devil. No, no, he wasn't the devil. That's why they stole the stone from Stonehenge. Oh, yeah. They were trying to bring. they were trying to conjure Boy, a demon. I suck at this stuff. You know, but I still don't... And I guess it was more like they were human sacrifice, I guess. So, Mike, is there any web links you would like to share with me? You can find me on BassOnline.com uh, if you're down in South Florida and want to go out and fish Lake Okeechobee or one of the uh, eastern seaboard lakes. Uh, look up Captain Mike Groshan, and I'll be happy to take you out and uh, give awesome. you a great fishing adventure. That should be the gift that you're going to give to those who comment on the post, not the fact that you're giving away a free copy of Steel Magnolias. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That was good all the way around. Um, I got to ask you, um, and you don't have to give exact prices, but how much does it cost to go out and fish? Depending on how long, how many people, Mm -hmm. and what style you want to fish, whether it be artificial or if you want to fish with live bait. It, okay. there, it really varies that much. That's uh, Okay, that answers my question, actually, so I don't need prices, but I get the idea. Yeah, so. it just depending on, you know, if it's because, you know, we can do a four-hour trip or we can do a six-hour trip or we can do an eight-hour trip. Wow. That's basically, yeah. Um, Have you and, done many of the eight-hour ones? Uh, not, well, yes. No, I've done four and six. Yeah. Um, but starting in January, that's pretty much all I'm doing is eight-hour trips because, you know, everybody's coming down because it's cold. And, uh, so that's like your summer season. It basically this the the fishing is phenomenal. This is the best time of year to fish. Wow! Really, starting in January, it's it's just incredible, and it'll go all the way till June. So fish just fish go south for the winter. They end up down yeah, in your pretty lakes. much. Yeah, because <laughs> mine are yeah. all gone. They drained my lake. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I've got them. I'll, show, I'll take I'll take pictures of them for you. We got Connecticut. <laughs> this is how we spend bass. our winter. <laughs> Come on down. No, you know, this is really, you know, when the cold weather really starts, you know, as soon as I hear it snowing up north, you know, in the Midwest, I'm smiling because that's going to push all the people that, yeah, because we're going to make some money, baby. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's it's really good, and I enjoy meeting new people and uh, creating lasting memories, you know, for them to remember their trip by with photos and and everything like that. Um, Do you do fish mounting? And I'm not trying to be funny. I do not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Took you a minute. That delayed reaction was no, wonderful. Uh, uh, no, I was trying to hold the laugh in. I was like, oh, you son of a gun, you got me now. <laughs> you ever mount a fish down there, Mike? That's you what I'm wondering. Fish. Uh, Only on, on days that end in wine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do, you, do you do that, though? You take the bass and, and dry no, it out? How do you- um, no, no. You can, I mean, you can edit out all the laughing, but um, no, basically how it used to be with with creating a a fish mount was you actually had to keep the fish right. and they actually used the real skin and all that whole process of taxidermy. Nowadays, because we've become more uh, conscientious of nature and everything that now we just measure the fish of the length and the girth of the fish and take several pictures to show the color and, and everything like that. And, uh, we can submit that to the taxidermist and they can create a fish mold from that. Wow. See, that's how my yeah. wife met me. They, cause you're fish mold. Well, no, they, they, <laughs> they measured the length and the girth <laughs> of your head. And, uh, <laughs> Wait, that didn't come out right no. either. Oh boy, you <laughs> edit that. <laughs> so my web links will be introduced by my wife at the end of the show. But I want to tell you, I'm going to end the show tonight with a song called "Ghost in the Graveyard" by a band called The Scatter Goods, which I don't Ooh. think exists anymore. The only place I found them was on Facebook.com/slash The Scatter Goods. 
Um, so they're literally a ghost in the graveyard. Yeah, they're ghosts in the graveyard, and they scattered. Uh, it's a dude and I think his girlfriend, but they recorded an incredible song, and I really like this song. I've had it for a while, and I found it again at noisetrade.com, and I was like, ah, oh, perfect choice for tonight's show. So these, these guys are independent musicians, and last time I heard from them, it was 2013. So I'm glad that I was able to find these guys again and this particular song. Perfect place to put it. So next Maybe it'll... next time we get together, Mike, yeah, we're going to so be dead silent. Thanks for, yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. And Thank uh, you, remember, yeah. pass us along, you know, share us out there, get more listeners, and uh, love to hear some of your comments and what you think uh, about the show, about hopefully you are actually going out and watching some of these movies. Um, and we just appreciate it. So thank you very much. The gift of the movie that you're giving, can they discuss this movie that we just talked about? Or I'd any like to do it starting with this, not a previous, okay. because you know this, this is something that I figure we'll we'll start right here. Okay, with this. so watch an American not, Ghost Story and then tell us what you yeah, think. Yeah, watch an American Ghost Story. Uh, let us know if you agree with what we talked about, what your thoughts, your feelings, uh, how you like the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know and and I'll pick out something cool, and it won't be a used movie or anything like that. It'll be it'll be a brand new. Awesome. You know, it might be an older brand new movie, uh, DVD or something. So um, a brand new copy of My we'll, Fair Lady from Mike Groshon to you. Yeah, and uh, we'll get your address, and we'll I'll get it shipped out to you. Thank so, you for doing that, Mike. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. You know, I want to I, I want to hear from the listeners. Yeah, me too. It would be nice. Thank you, Mike, so much. And until next time, this is Mike saying good night, all. <laughs> I'm not who I used to be A young man full of verve and vigor I let heartbreak kill my dreams I lacked the nerve to lift a finger I feared a disapproving Shadows moving through the crowd Funny how I see that now Shackled with my eyes gouged out I'm a ghost in the graveyard My restless heart in pieces Crying out for Savior to rescue and release me I've wrestled with my nature I cannot be at peace with This living in between I'm not who I thought I was These grasping limbs are feeble phantoms I've got nothing without your love Just the echoes of an empty anthem With whispered words I cursed your gifts Concealed that with the public kiss Did you mean it when you called me? Have I broken all your promises? Cause I've broken all my promises I'm a ghost in the graveyard My restless heart in pieces Crying out for Savior To rescue and release me I've wrestled with my nature I cannot be at peace with this living in between.
Observinator's music and podcasts are under the Creative Commons license, which allows retelling and rebroadcasting as long as the author is notified and credited. For more great escape pods, please visit www.zerbinator.wordpress.com. If you would like to contact Zerbinatorland, you can send an email to instrumentally at gmail.com or give us a call at 571-408-ZERB or 9372.